0: What is going on everyone, my name is Andy, welcome back to another FPL video, and this one it's the Game Week 14 preview, so I'm going to go through a bunch of topics including the latest injury news from Liverpool, cheap defenders, cheap midfielders, and some of your questions as well. So if you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already, and let's jump into it. All right, let's start with the latest from Liverpool. Now, they do have a Europa League game tonight, but Jurgen Klopp held his press conference for that game yesterday, and he did give us a bit of an update about some of the players that picked up an injury against Man City, so mostly Jota and Alisson. Lots of you have been asking about Kelleher in particular. Now, on Alisson... He said he's definitely going to miss the Europa League game tonight. He's definitely going to miss Fulham at home in game week 13. He probably wouldn't be back the week after that either. And because of the additional fixtures in December, when you start missing a week or two, you miss a lot of games. So it sounds like Alisson is definitely going to miss game weeks 13, 14 and 15, which is Fulham at home, Sheffield United away and Palace away. If you look a bit longer term than that, with the fixtures that Liverpool have got, the Man United at home game in game week 17 is 17 days away and the Arsenal game is 23 days away which is just over three weeks from now bearing in mind that he picked up the injury at the weekend so by the sounds of it from what Klopp has said they're hoping that he might return for Man United if not that Arsenal game so you're probably getting three to four games out of Kelleher now for a lot of people especially if you've already used your wild card I don't know if that's worth it I know we're all really frustrated with Areola at the moment like no clean sheet so far since we got him but this week is Crystal Palace at home. Probably a fixture where Palace won't have Eze. Then it's Spurs away, which isn't great. Then it's Fulham away in 16. Wolves at home in 17. I just think those next four fixtures on paper for Ariola are not that bad. And it's probably not worth using the transfer to get Keller, uh, Keller Hurt in if you've already used your wildcard. Now, obviously, the caveats apply to that. If you're sitting there with two free transfers and the rest of your squad looks great, it's really set up well for the next few weeks. And you want to swap Turner, who's basically a dead spot in our squads anyway, for Turner to have him for the next three games. And then maybe even Alisson might end up being out longer. Who knows? Then that's fair enough. But if you're sat there with issues in your squad or just one transfer and you've got Ariola against Palace at home, I think you're just better off rolling. Like For my team, for example, I think things look pretty good this week. I'm not so concerned about having... Kelleher against Fulham instead of Ariola against Palace. But if I get to game week fifteen and I got nothing else to do, then maybe I do swap Turner to Kelleher and play him instead of Ariola against Spurs away. But in the back of my mind, I'll also be conscious that I don't necessarily want to block that third Liverpool spot either, just in case I need three Liverpool down the line. So for those of you that have used your wild card already, I think it's an okay move to bring Kelleher in, but I don't think there's massive upside, especially if Allison's going to be back by maybe game week 16 or 17. If you've not used your wild card and you're looking to use it in game week 19, that's a little bit different because obviously anything that happens longer term, like Allison may or may not be back, you can just fix that on your wild card, and I'd be way more tempted to go for it. So that's kind of where I stand on it, depending on whether you've got your wild card or not. Obviously, Liverpool defence does get worse without having Allison because he's such a good goalkeeper. I don't think it's so bad that I wouldn't go for him, especially when he's 3.9 million, right? So If you have got your wild card still, I think it's a good punt. If you haven't, I think you need to be in a really good position over the next few weeks to worry about using a transfer on a goalkeeper. Just on Jota, he said that he was going to be out longer than Alisson. So he's probably going to miss at least four or five game weeks, maybe even more. I think the player that that really helps is Luis Diaz because Jota's mostly been playing on the left. That's Luis Diaz's position as well. So as a punt over the next three weeks, that looks pretty good. I still think... For most people, you've probably got a midfield where you don't need to bring someone like Diaz in. But if you want to go a bit different or you are wild card in game week 19, I do like that as a short-term punt. I think, for example, those of you that are kind of sick of Son, maybe you do go to Diaz for the next three. I mean, Sheffield United and getting to play Palace and obviously Fulham this week, that's a great little run. But I think after the next three weeks, I'd probably rather have Son back in my team. So is it worth a transfer out and then back in? You know, is Diaz going to get enough points to warrant that? I'm not so sure, especially when we expect Son to be on penalty. So I think it really depends on how your midfield is looking. For someone that's got Bowen, let's say he's out for the weekend, and you've already got in Burma, there's no one you want to move to. Maybe that is the move then, Bowen to Diaz. But I don't think it's that exciting, really. And I guess the only other player to kind of mention here is Darwin Nunez. Now, most of the time pretty much all season he's playing through the middle so his main competition is Gakpo not Jota but Jota can play through the middle even if it's not from the start it might be that Darwin gets subbed early and then Jota comes on so I think even Jota being out does help Darwin a little bit but I think his minutes were already good so if you're thinking about going for him I really like him as a three game week punt over the next few weeks and even after that you could keep hold of him so yeah I think on on paper Kelleher sounds great But I think because Alisson's only potentially out for four, maybe five game weeks, and two of those game weeks are Man United at home and Arsenal at home, I don't think it makes a huge amount of sense moving for him right now. There were a few questions about which cheap defenders to bring in at the moment that cost under five million, and there's a bunch of names to run through. So I'm going to try and give you my thoughts quickly on each player. In terms of the pros and cons, but spoiler alert, there is not a perfect defender to bring in that costs less than five million. There's always some kind of an issue with each one. So, in theory, the best option should be Gabriel. He's 4.9 million, plays for one of the best defenses in the league. Got wolves at home and looting away next two game weeks. So that sounds great. But what's the problem? Kivior may come in at some point. We've already seen Gabriel get rested. Now, do I think Gabriel's gonna miss one of the next two games? not necessarily but I also can't rule it out happening the problem is if he misses one of Wolves or Luton let's just say it's Luton that means in the next five game weeks he's got Wolves at home a blank and then Villa away Brighton at home Liverpool away which are tough to get clean sheets in so all of a sudden for the next five game weeks it doesn't look great right so it's not necessarily the ideal time to jump on Gabriel I already own him and I'm going to play him against Wolves and and unless we get kind of word that he's not playing and Kivior's coming in in which case I'll bench him and play someone else but I'm looking to potentially get rid of him if I've got a spare transfer I do think the fixtures long term are good like from game weeks 19 they got West Ham at home Fulham away Palace at home Forest away but if I'm not getting any points before that I can always then look to bring him back in later so I wouldn't I don't want to put people off going for Gabriel because potentially over the next two game weeks he could be great. And obviously for the trickier fixtures you could just bench him. I'm just trying to let you know that there are some risks there. With Udogi, it's definitely not the great t- a greatest time to bring him in. They've got Man City away this week. But I don't think he's a bad option from game week 15 onwards because the Spurs fixtures do get slightly better. West Ham at home, uh, Newcastle at home, Forest away, Everton at home are the four after Man City. But they're still going to be missing Van de Ven. And obviously, Newcastle is a bit of a difficult fixture. The thing you have with Udogi is guaranteed minutes. So that's why I've got him on this list. Because, yes, some of the other players might have better fixtures and may even play for slightly better defences. But you can't necessarily rely on them to start every single game. With you. With Udogi, you pretty much can. Now, if you've got the money, you definitely go to Porro instead. He's more attacking, taking some set pieces. But he's not under $5 million, right? With Lascelles, he's great. Right up until the point that Botman is back. Do I know when Botman is back? Absolutely not. I think, given that he's only 4.1 million, it could just be worth the risk to get him in and then hope that obviously Botman is out for a little while longer, at least from an FPL point of view. Obviously, Newcastle fans don't want that. Um, but again, there is that risk there. Now, for what it's worth, I am thinking about possibly bringing in LaSalle next week and just taking that risk. The problem is. Game Week 18 is going to be a problem if you're not free-hitting and if you're not wild-carding in game Week 19 because you're going to have to use some of your bench players. So if you've got Haaland and Burmo and then maybe one more player from Brentford or Man City and then you've also got to rely on Lascelles to play against Luton away, you could suddenly be down to 10 men or 9 men if something else happens that week as well. So again, plays for a really good defence, but there are slight risks there. And also, I think Newcastle in general... The other injuries might start to catch up with them. You saw that bench against PSG. It was very light. I think the first eleven is still fine. But when they've got these extra matches to play now, and they've got a must-win game against AC Milan in the Champions League as well, could we see that catch up with them eventually? Possibly. But I'm not ruling out Lascelles as an option for myself. With Colwell, in theory, he might have been the best option to go for on this list because Chelsea are about to come into some pretty good fixtures I think their defense despite how badly they've done recently like, like the goals conceded against Man City the goals conceded against Newcastle as well I don't think their defense is that bad but he didn't start the last game now he did have a bit of a shoulder issue but he had trained so I think he probably could have started we don't have insight into that but I'm surprised that he didn't so is he definitely going to start from now on? I think most Chelsea fans would prefer him at left back instead of Kukurea. And Kukurea is suspended for the Brighton game, so Carwill will probably play. But is he going to start every single game after that? I just don't know. And they've got lots of competition for the centre-back spots as well. So I think for 4.5 million, will has the potential to be great over this Christmas period. But I can't sit here and tell you that he's definitely going to play all the matches. The fixtures are so good, it might be worth the risk. But is he a player that's... Going to be ninety minutes or zero? Well, not against Newcastle, right? Obviously, he played fifteen minutes. Now, that was probably partly because of obviously reese James's red card, but we haven't seen enough games to say that that won't happen. Like he won't come off the bench. So I, I, I don't know. Again, there's, there's just problems with all of these players. I'm slightly tempted to go to Carlisle, I have to say, but I don't want to make the decision now. I want to see what happens against Brighton and Man United, and if he starts both of those games given that they're in quick succession. I think I will probably go for him for game week 16, but I'm not sure I would want to bring him in right now. Pau Torres, it's the wrong time to bring him in because Aston Villa's fixtures are about to turn. But longer term, he could be an option because I think Matty Cash has been quite expensive. Sorry, is quite expensive at 5.1. Pau Torres is a bit cheaper and from Gaming 18, team, they got Sheffield United at home, Man United away, Burnley at home, Everton away, Newcastle at home, Sheffield United away. So if you wanted a cheaper Aston Villa defender, you could get one. But I don't think I would want to bring him in right now. I definitely wouldn't want to bring him in right now either. Simmerkas, I think it was probably a mistake to have gotten rid of him. Again, I'm not going to go back for it all right. With the information at the time, maybe it was okay. I got Saliba in, so it hasn't been that bad. But if he is going to play the majority of games, the next three are pretty good. Now, you can see what happens in the Europa League tonight. If Gomez starts that game, then you know you're going to get Fulham at home for Simakas, and then he'll probably start at least one of Sheffield United away or Palace away. Maybe he starts all three of those. Who knows? I think it's unlikely, but as an outside shot, he gets all three. He almost certainly gets two of those games, and they're pretty good fixtures, and he is quite attacking as well. He will take some set pieces. So I think in the very short term... Simicass is pretty good, but the fixtures afterwards are not great. And obviously, you've got to factor in that Robertson will be back at some point. Now he's not expected back in, uh, according to the FPL site until the 21st of January. So you are potentially going to get what's that? One, two, three, seven game weeks out of Simicass. But three of those weeks are Man United Arsenal and Newcastle. Now they're all at home, but they're all fixtures where those teams could score. So I think he's a very short-term move for the next three weeks. And then you reassess after that. And then Tim Ream I put on the list because he's nailed on. And Fulham have got some okay fixtures coming up. But let's be honest. Who really wants a Fulham defender? I mean, you've got Liverpool away this week. So you're not bringing him in then. Forest at home. West Ham at home. 15 and 16. Okay. okay, good, Goodish home games. Newcastle away is tough. Then it's Burnley at home in 18 during the blank. There are some fixtures where you could play him. But if they conceded in all three of those games, would we be that surprised? Probably not. So there are issues all over the place with these cheaper defenders. But I've not even mentioned players like Gay at Crystal Palace, who I own. I think it's the wrong time to bring him in. West Ham away is not easy. Bournemouth at home is okay. Then it's Liverpool, Man City, Brighton, Chelsea. And also, I think they've got a big injury to. Who was it? Yeah the is out until unknown return date so he's going to be out for a while so that's going to make their defense worse as well I don't think I know I've just rushed through a lot of players I don't think there's too many others to kind of discuss I think I've gone through all teams Pinnock actually is someone I've definitely missed they've got Lewin at home in 14 Sheffield United away in 16 not bad fixtures I think 15 is Brighton away and 17 is Villa at home not so easy to get a clean sheet but I guess the thing to say which I maybe should have said at the start is with cheap defenders, you don't necessarily need to play them every week. So if you need Pinnock for 14 and 16, you can bench him for 15 and 17, not the end of the world. And then they've got a couple of good fixtures after the blank in 18, but you are adding another player that's not going to play for you in game week 18. So just um, factor that into your decisions as well. Man United defence, I wouldn't go there. Everton either. I mean, a Kanji for 4.9 million, he should probably be part of the conversation. Again, Spurs at home I don't think is easy for a clean sheet. Villa away, Luton away, Palace at home, blank. Then good fixtures afterwards. Maybe a kanji is worth a punt. And I think I'm really am done after that. Like I don't, for anyone that's got Ariota, I don't think I would double up with West Ham Defence right now. So that's probably it. I'm not going near a Nottingham Forest defend. I probably wouldn't go near a Fulham one. I don't think I want to go for a Wolves one either. I know Eight Nuri has been popular recently. But um And and obviously, he's picked up an injury. But this guy's not scored more than two points all season. And I just look at their fixtures. Like, Burnley at home and Forrest at home in 15 and 16 are okay. But outside of that, I don't think they have a good fixture again until game week 20. So, I probably just wouldn't go there either. So, just to round this off, if I was buying one this week, I would probably go for Gabriel or Simakas. I think the other ones could be options. But I wouldn't necessarily want to bring them in this week. But if Botman is ruled out, if we finally get an update that he needs surgery or something like that, lascelles is a brilliant option and maybe you doggy from next week so we've talked about cheap defenders now let's talk about cheap midfielders and i've gone for players that cost 5.9 million or less now the interesting thing about that fulham versus wolves game on monday is it's potentially given us another couple of cheap player midfielders that also take penalties so on my list i've got palmer gordon huang Gibbs White, Brennan Johnson, William, and Douglas Louise, who's been an absolute hero to anyone that's brought him in and makes me look like an idiot most weeks and five of those seven players have taken the last penalty for their clubs. Now I'm not saying they're definitely first choice long term and going to take every single one but things do look pretty good. Now with Palmer he's taken four in four. I think most people expected Nkunku to be first choice and he will be back from injury soon so maybe that complicates things but when you've scored four and four it doesn't harm your chances of taking the next one with Huang at Wolves I think a lot of people expected Cunha to be first choice Huang did win the penalty against Fulham so maybe that's why he took it but he could also just now be the first choice penalty taker for Wolves with Gibbs White I think he was first choice the only thing that maybe complicates matters is his now has got injured, and he's out for a couple of months, I think. And Chris Wood is playing at the moment, and his record is very good. Now, against Brighton, Chris Wood was off the pitch when they got the penalty, so we don't know for sure. But I would just say have a little bit of caution with Gibbs White, because when Chris Wood is on the pitch, maybe he will take penalties off him. I don't know for sure. It's just something I would think about. Uh, William took both of the ones for Fulham against Wolves, so I think he's probably first choice now moving forward, no doubts about that. And then with Douglas Luiz, he's taken enough penalties now where I think he's clearly first choice. So penalties aren't the deciding factor for a player, but they are a bonus that you should factor in when you're making your decisions. I think, given everything that we know in terms of penalties, minutes, and fixtures coming up, I think the two that I would go for, the two that I would put at the top, are Cole Palmer and Gordon. If I had to go for one of those, it probably would be Gordon. I think the fixtures for newcastle coming up and not that bad at all so man united at home i think who thinks that man united are going to win that game right now probably not many people then it's everton away in 15 spurs away in 16 and then you've got that little run over christmas of fulham at home luton away and forest at home now maybe harvey barnes will be back by that point i think he's currently scheduled to be back let me just see here uh the 30th of december so that would actually be after that little run i've just talked about so i think for now Gordon's minutes look great and he's got a good chance of starting at least five of the next six if not all six of them so I think for 5.9 million he's fantastic but Cole Palmer is cheaper so you need to factor that in will that 0.6 million allow me to make another big move elsewhere if so I would just take Chelsea's penalty taker instead and as we know from game week 14 onwards Chelsea's fixtures get really good now could Cole Palmer get rotated at some point in december yes absolutely because chelsea haven't had many midweek fixtures and obviously they do have other players that they can bring in for what it's worth i don't think there's many players that are completely immune from rotation over december anyway so i wouldn't let that worry me about cole palmer i think and bat adds another attacker but i think he's played so well it probably wouldn't put me off bringing him in at 5.3 million he's great obviously then you've got all the other options i spoke about i did kind of put the graphic on the screen roughly in order, but it's probably not complete. Like Huang is probably the next one. If he's going to be on penalties, I think he would be the next one because his fixtures are pretty good coming up. They've got Arsenal away this week, it's tricky, but then it's back to back home games against Burnley and Forest. Then it's West Ham away, Chelsea at home, Brentford away, Everton at home. It's not that bad of a fixture run for a player that's scoring a lot of goals for Wolves and now maybe has penalties as well. I think with Douglas Louise, right? All jokes aside, um, I don't think it's the right time to bring him in now. I still think his underlying numbers from open play worry me a little bit. But maybe from 18 onwards, because the fixtures are so good for Aston Villa, if you needed a cheap player, you could look at him. But if I've got Cole Palmer and he's still playing, there's no way I would swap. So I think it's going to really depend on the squad you've got. And then Brennan Johnson, he's only a good option until Richarlison is back and then there might be a little bit of minutes worries there. I think Brennan Johnson is ahead of Richarlison for what it's worth. Um, But Spurs do have good fixtures after Man City, so I don't mind that as a short-term punt either. But if I was going for one this week, it'd be Palmer or Gordon. But there are definitely reasons to think that all seven of those players I've mentioned could be decent options, depending on when you need to bring them in. And obviously how much money you've got to spend as well. So what do I think about free hitting game week 18 to work around the blank? Liverpool versus Arsenal, which is in game week 18, makes it tricky. With Saliba, Simac,as Gabriel, Saka, etc. you have obviously got Salah as well. I think a lot of people will have two to four Liverpool and Arsenal players in game week 18, depending on how their transfer plans go over the next couple of weeks. But what it's worth, I think attackers in that game are probably fine. But yes, defenders are unlikely to get a clean sheet, I would say on the free hit i think it's a difficult one i think if you decide to use it in 18 you're not going to be massively punished by any other weeks that are going to come up later on but i can't tell you for sure that game week 18 is the best time to use it now if you've played fpl over the last couple of years you'll have seen there's been lots of small double and blank game weeks as well as big ones as well because of covid and postponements and stuff like that this year barring anything else coming up soon should be a little bit more normal so you've got a small blank in 18 because of the club world cup you've got man city and brentford missing obviously they are two key teams in burmo harland etc then you'll have a big blank in game week 29 and then you probably have double game weeks in game week 34 and 37 now straight away if it's going to be a big blank in game week 29 that could be a great week to use the free hit but given how I'm not going to go into it in too much detail, but basically, given how the fixtures work around game weeks 29, 30, and then possibly wild card in game week 31, it might be possible to dead end into 29. So get rid of any players that end up blanking, and then bring them back in on your wild card in game week 31. So it's not that the free hit is definitely not needed in game week 29. It just might not be. In which case, 18 might be the best time to use it. But again, I cannot tell you that for sure until we get closer to, 20, to 29. And by that point, 18 will have gone. So I think if you're looking at your squad and you've got Haaland in Burmo, maybe you're missing a goalkeeper in 18, you've got a third outfield player that's not playing and you don't really want to sell them, then you definitely could look at free uh, free hit 18 instead. For anyone that doesn't use it and then also doesn't need it in game week 29, you could then use it in one of the double game weeks But as we saw last year, lots of the teams that doubled in 34 also doubled in 37. So you didn't really need a free hit. So there could be a scenario where you get to later on in the season and that free hit's just not really needed. And you end up using it in a week where, of course, there's going to be a bit of an advantage, but not as much of one as using it in a blank. Now, I will just cover one other thing. A lot of people will say it's better to use it in a double than a blank because the score will be much higher And I go through this every season. Yes, the total score in a double for that particular week will be better than the week you use it in a blank. But it doesn't matter. It's all about what points you get overall. And using a free hit in a blank game week allows you to keep good players that might have decent fixtures before and after. So take Man City, good fixtures before the blank, good fixtures afterwards. That free hit lets you keep them in your squad and not have to worry about transferring them out. So my preference usually is to use the free hit in a blank. But I have used it in Game Week 37 before, and it worked out really well. The key reason why it worked out well is because a lot of the players that doubled didn't double in Game Week 34. I think it was teams like Aston Villa, Leicester, and Everton. And at the time, most of us didn't have a lot of those players. So I I know it's tricky, right? I want to give you an answer to say, yes, Game Week 18 free hit is fantastic. You should definitely do it. But it might be that there's a better week later on. My general feeling is I've got Haaland and Imbermo. I'm probably not going to add another one of uh, sorry another player from those two teams. I can get through 18, and if Liverpool play Arsenal, so be it. And I hope that it's better later on. And also the other thing to kind of say here is a lot of the free hit 18 depends on the double for those two teams in game week 20. Now we're getting closer and closer to game week 20. That's still not been announced. If there's no double game week for Man City and Brentford until later on in the season, then holding their players through the blank, especially Brentford, is not going to be as needed. So just to quickly look, Burmo good fixtures before, we all know that. Then he blanks, then it's Wolves at home and Palace away. Now, don't get me wrong, I would still want Burmo for those fixtures, but afterwards, he's going to go to African Cup of Nations. So from game week's 18 to 20, he's got a blank, Wolves at home, Palace away. And I think if needed, I could sell in Burmo in 18 if there's no double in 20. So this is why I think with free hit, you want to make the decision as early as possible because you can start factoring that into your transfers. But I would try and put this decision off as late as possible because if there's no double, the Man City and Brentford players are not as key to keep. Now, Man City also have good fixtures after the blank. Everton away, Sheffield United at home, Newcastle away, Burnley at home. So you might want some of their players anyway But they're not going to be as important if they don't double. So hopefully that didn't sound like a massive ramble and did help. Essentially, if you use it now in 18, I don't think you'll be massively punished later on. But I also don't think the free hit is needed that much for most teams in 18. And I'd rather just leave it until later in case something bigger happens or that we don't want to dead end into 29. And It is better to use the free hit. So I, as it stands, am not going to use it in 18. But I am open to it. So, who do I prefer to bring in this week, Isaac or Darwin? Now, I'm not going to sit on the fence. I will give you an answer in a minute or so. But I will say initially, this is a really close call. And I think if you've narrowed your transfer decisions down for game week 14 to one of these two players, you can't go wrong with either. So if you've got a preference one way or the other, just go for that player, despite what you might hear me say right now. In terms of what they offer, they are both great for underlying numbers. If you look at Ezak so far this season, 0.96 expected goals per 90, 0.03 expected assists with Darwin, who's played a few more minutes he's at 0.74 expected goals per 90, 0.13 expected assists. Even if they can't keep up quite those numbers over a season, they're still going to be close enough where they are great options, at least on paper. Obviously, when you watch both of these players play, if they both had the same chance, I think most people would expect Izak to convert it more often than Darwin. I think he's just a little bit more composed. So you could look at it from that perspective, plus obviously Izak's on penalties with wilson out whereas darwin wouldn't take the more Salahs around although when Salah goes to african cup of nations who will be on penalties could it be darwin possibly but i think right now for a kind of medium to long-term perspective you would expect Isaac to take more penalties but in the short term i do prefer liverpool's fixtures so they've got like i just don't think you can necessarily Like, if you're deciding between these two players, I don't know if you can turn down the next three games for Liverpool. Fulham at home, Sheffield United away, who've been one of the worst defences in the league, and then Crystal Palace away in 16. It's one of those things where Liverpool's next three are better than Newcastle's, and then Newcastle's three after that are better than Liverpool's, because Newcastle have got... uh, Man United at home, Everton away, and Spurs away. Don't get me wrong, Newcastle will cause all of those teams' problems... But they're not as good as what Liverpool got, especially with that Sheffield United game. But then they've got Fulham, Luton and Forest. So if your team's looking pretty good, I'd almost go Darwin for three and then go to Izak for three. If you're looking to keep one of them over the next six weeks, that decision's a lot closer. But I still think I would opt to go for Darwin. I'm just a little bit worried about the fact that Izak's not long back from injury... And with no Wilson to rotate, that's obviously good for Izak's minutes in general. But it also means there's a lot of emphasis on him having to be fit. And he may need managing. I'm not sure that's going to be quite the case for Darwin. And look, don't get me wrong. Darwin is not immune from rotation or anything like that. But I think with Jotter out and the fact that he's getting a lot of minutes anyway, he is going to play a lot of games and game time over the next six weeks and let's not forget after man united and arsenal at home of which liverpool will cause both of those defenses problems especially man united they've then got Burnley away so my preference is darwin if i'm bringing one in this week but there's not a lot in it and if you said to me i don't want to go for darwin i'm going to go for isak i'd say yeah fair enough that's a great choice as well for people that are thinking about selling watkins i think if you've already used your wild card i would only do that if you really need the money for another move because although Watkins in the short term doesn't look great, he's absolutely assured of minutes. There's no worries about rotation or injuries and stuff like that. It's not to say he couldn't be rotated, but I think out of the three players, you wouldn't expect it to happen with Watkins. And game week 18 is against Sheffield United. I hope that's a good potential option for captain if you don't want to go for Salah against Arsenal or maybe Son against Everton or something like that. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's unreasonable to sell Watkins for one of these two players, but I'd only do it if I really needed the money for another move it's something that's on my mind probably not something I'm going to do this week but I think people are looking at it and I don't think it's a bad move necessarily depending on what your reasons are for doing it but yes right now I think I'll pick Darwin but it's super close and if you wanted to go for the Newcastle penalty taker instead that is fair enough so when should we start preparing for players leaving for AFCON and the Asia Cup Lots of us own Salah, Son and Inbermo. Now on those three players in particular who are very popular at the moment, I would try and leave your decision to sell them as late as possible. These competitions don't start until January anyway. There's lots of games in the Premier League before that. And in theory, I know some of you won't agree with Son, that's fair enough. But in theory, these are three really solid FPL picks that could be great over the next four to five game weeks that I personally wouldn't be in any rush to sell. And even with someone like Inbermo, Despite him going away in January I think the fixtures and what he offers is so good over the next four games even with the blank in 18 and going away for AFCON in January I still think you could bring him in I think he's a bit of an exception to maybe some other players so I wouldn't be too worried about them right now but I would have it in the back of your mind that there are a lot of players that are going to go away in January now for what it's worth I think most players that people are looking to bring in in games 14 and 15 aren't going to be an issue. But a couple of weeks ago, I spoke about cheap forwards, and I mentioned Nketiah, João Pedro, Calvert-Lewin, and I also talked about Wissa at Brentford, and the fact that he would be going away for African Cup of Nations. And so was he worth adding as another headache down the line? Probably not. So I would have it in the back of my mind about who's going away when I'm making my transfers. But I think for these three players in particular, you don't have to worry about it right now. Now, when they're going away like I said, isn't until January. The first match of AFCON is on the 13th of January. I think for the Asia Cup, it's the 12th of January. Now, that's not a huge issue because if you look at the Premier League schedules, so if I just bring up Salah's fixtures, for example, they play Newcastle at home on the 1st. The, the next game for Liverpool isn't until the 21st of January. So he's going to play Newcastle. Then he's going to go away for African Cup of Nations. And he might miss the Bournemouth game, but whether he'll miss much more than that depends on what happens in the competition. So the actual, let me see, AFCON runs from the 13th of January, which is the first match, until the 11th of February, which is when the final is. So potentially, Salah could miss right up until game week 25, right? So he should be back for Brentford, and he could miss Bournemouth, Chelsea, Arsenal, and Burnley. But also, he might not go that far in the competition, and he may only miss Bournemouth, because... The way the deadlines work in January, there's only two. I have mentioned that before. So Liverpool play on the 1st of January, the 21st, and then the 31st. So Salah might not actually miss that many games. I don't think it's going to be a case of keeping hold of him for most people. But that option might be there later on. Maybe the rest of your squad looks so good you don't need the money from selling Salah. Maybe you keep hold of him and see how well he does in that competition. So just uh, while we're on this topic of talking about january there's basically game week 20 is the 30th of december deadline game week 21 is the 13th of january but that game week runs over two weeks so some teams play in the first week some teams play in the second we'll worry about that when we get closer to it and then the next deadline is not till the 30th of january so it's probably not even going to be a huge issue for most players anyway and there's so many games in between now and then i just wouldn't worry about selling them i guess like I don't know if you've got Son and you're worried about him you think no Madison Spurs having a few other injuries as well they're just not going to be as good I kind of want to sell him plus I'm going to have to sell him in January anyway then fair enough but if you're looking at Son thinking well in January he's going to go away I'm going to sell him that's too far away to worry about it should only be a small part of your decision making I would say that's kind of how I'm feeling right now and I guess we just take it week by week again i mentioned earlier with imbermo right i think he's fantastic i'd love to hold him through the blank and have him for the double in 20 but if that double doesn't happen and then he's going to african cup of nations from game week 21 maybe i do sell him earlier maybe i do sell him in that blank but again these three players are so good i'd want to leave that decision a little bit longer because i think they're fine for the next few game weeks if you've enjoyed that video make sure to give it a like hit that subscribe button if you're watching on youtube if you are listening on podcasts please do make sure to rate five stars and i'll be back tomorrow for final thoughts when we'll cover all the press conference updates where hopefully there'll be some really key information especially for players like jared bowen but don't expect anything from arsenal or newcastle because we never get it so yeah give the video a like hit that subscribe button and i'll catch you again tomorrow sports social podcast network